Welcome to Labors for the Lord, the podcast dedicated to the Word of God. We hope that this blesses you and inspires you to seek the promises and the love that the Lord has for you. Now, here's your host, Craig Majors. All right, guys, welcome to Labors for the Lord. Um, so I was asked by my sister to do like an overview of, of the book of Ruth. Um, and the book of Ruth is a sweet book. I, I used to not really get it. I used to not give this book a, a enough credit, but it, it is a great, great book. So again, this is just an overview, not uh, an in-depth study or anything like that. So, um, so looking at chapter one, just get right in it. So there was a drought um, that, that dried up the farmland and, and the fields in Israel. And so a Bethlehem couple named uh, Elimelech and his wife, Naomi, they get their two boys and they move across the Jordan and they settle in Moab. And Elimelech dies in Moab. And his sons, Milan and Kilion, marry Moabite women, Orpah and Ruth. Now, just a little back history on Moabites. Um, Moabites came about when Lot, um, who was Abraham's nephew, ended up getting one of his daughters impregnated. And I know that's, that's hard, but... But that's where the Moabites come from. That's that's the the family heritage that Ruth brought to her wedding when she married uh, a Bethlehem Jew. Um, so when when God destroyed, when He annihilated Sodom off of the planet, Lot and his two daughters they they ran and hid in a cave, and the girls thought that their dad was was the last man alive, and and so they got him drunk, and then they they laid with him. And when the older daughter gave birth to a son, she named him Moab, and he became the ancestor of, of what is now known as the Moabites. And they settled in Moab, which is modern-day Jordan. So Elimelech and, and Naomi's two sons, they married Orpah and Ruth, these two Moabite women. And... And then around 10 years, the, both of the sons died. And so these, these three women are alone and they are destitute and they have no source of income. Um, in these times, in, in ancient times, it, you know, earning a living was considered a man's job. And usually a, a childless widow like Orpah and Ruth, they would, you know, they would go back to their parents in, in hopes of marrying again. And that's what Naomi was trying to push them to do. And, uh, you know, and, and Naomi says that she'll walk back to Bethlehem uh, to spend her final years with, you know, whatever, with whatever family she has left. And both of the daughters-in-law, you know, they, they, they walk with her. And Naomi eventually talks Orpah into leaving and going home. But, you know, Ruth refuses. <clears throat> Ruth isn't going to budge. Uh, she she will not you know let Naomi make this trip alone, uh, and you know out of the love that she has for Naomi, and so Naomi and Ruth they they arrive in Bethlehem, and 
and they arrive when the farmers are cutting you know their, their first grain harvest and by by law jewish jewish harvesters uh, can they could only make one pass through their fields and anything left after that um, it belonged to the poor so ruth goes out to gather some grain for her naomi and you know just we know it's not out of luck it was by the will of god but but she finds herself in a in a field um, of this rich farmer named Boaz, and he's a relative of uh, Naomi's <clears throat> uh, deceased husband. And Boaz had heard about, um, you know, Ruth and how the, you know she refused to abandon Naomi, and he admires Ruth for this, and and he rewards her. He thanks her for her her loyalty to Naomi, and tells her to, you know, to follow a, a group of women harvesters and. Then he orders the harvesters to leave some extra grain for Ruth. And he also invites Ruth to drink from his well whenever um, she's thirsty and to share in the lunchtime meal that he prepares for his workers. <clears throat> and at the end of the day, Ruth goes back to Naomi, you know, with this story. And, uh, and Naomi's like, yeah, good, you know, right on. And, and then Naomi says, you know, stay with, with, with his young women, you know, through, through the harvest time. And, you know, Naomi starts to think, you know, Boaz is, you know, he's husband material. You know, he could be a potential husband for Ruth. Um, for one thing, he, he was a relative of Naomi's husband and sons. And, and that means that, you know, he's eligible to um, fulfill the, the Jewish law that requires a relative of the dead man to, to marry the widow. And, but besides that, Boaz has already shown some uh, pretty strong interest in Ruth. And when you look at Naomi, it seems like, uh, like a bit of entrapment, <laughs> you know, it's, it looks like she's trying to help, you know, this, uh, young widow, you know, trap this older rich man into getting married. <laughs> but, uh, and as we look through, we see that Boaz and, and his workers, they're sleeping outside near, you know, a pile of their grain stalks. And it was, you know, that was to protect their harvest from any thieves. And Ruth slips in on them and, and, and joins them, um, you know, and she's freshly bathed and she's got um, like this perfume scent stuff on and 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 then she you know she goes in and she she goes over to him and and she slips under the covers at his feet and then boaz you know he, he wakes up later on and completely and probably pleasantly surprised and but what what pleases him is ruth's reply after you know he asks who she is and she says i am your servant you know spread the corner of, of your covering over me and that reply has something special going for it. Um, and it's kind of a, a takeoff of something that Boaz had, had told her earlier. You know, he said, you know, may the Lord, the, the God of Israel, um, under whose wings you have come to take refuge, reward you fully for, you know, for what you've done. And the Hebrew word for wing and cover are the, they're the same word. So Boaz had said, you know, that he hoped God would protect Ruth under his wings. And now Ruth is asking Boaz to become uh, God's protective wing by, you know, spreading his cover 
over her. You know, and Boaz, he, he's, he's kind of, he's described as an older man and he probably, you know, he probably knows that Ruth could have her pick of any number of, you know, the younger men, you know, but, but, but she, but she, she likes Boaz. She's, she's going for the older man, you know, and, and, and to, to, to honor Naomi's family tradition, you know, and Boaz is, you know, he's liking Ruth more and more. And, uh, but he says, you know, there's another family member who is a closer relative. So, you know, he says that, that guy should have the first dibs on, on marrying, on marrying you. So Bo, Boaz promises to talk with the man and, uh, and Boaz lets Ruth spend the night, but, you know, she sneaks off, you know, early the next morning and probably to preserve, you know, both of their reputations. Um, so, and it goes on in front of 10 witnesses, uh, Boaz makes an offer to the, the man that was first in line to, to marry Ruth and Boaz does it in a kind of like a, 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 a surprise attack way. He says that Naomi needs to, to find a man to take her husband's property and some translations say that, that, you know, she's selling it. But the word can also mean give away. Uh, Jewish widows in, in Ruth's day, they didn't seem to have a whole lot of legal rights uh, to inherit and sell their husband's property. The land usually would pass on to a son, a daughter, brother, or an uncle, or, or the nearest male relative um, in that order. Uh, so, it, you know, and Boaz says, if you want the land... It's yours, but if not, I'm next in line. And the guy says, you know, all right, I'll take it. You know, I'll take it. And But here comes the surprise. And he says, of course, you know, your purchase of the land from Naomi also will require that you marry Ruth, the, the Moabite widow. That way she can have children who will carry on, you know, her husband's name and keep the land in the family. And that was a deal breaker right there. Boom. So Boaz gets the land, the lady, and uh, and I, I assume the mother-in-law, and uh, the couple has a son who they name Obed, and he will become the father of Jesse and the grandfather of David, who was, you know, Israel's most uh, celebrated king, you know, in a thousand years of kings, and eventually Ruth will become one of the selective five women to show up in the published family tree of Jesus. And that's, that's just a quick overview of Ruth. Um, it's, it's not a long book. I suggest read through it. It's, it's, it's great. I do have something here um, that I, I'll, I'll read and it, it's, it's pertaining to Ruth and it says uh, why, you know, why this story was written. And it says, it's anyone's guess why Ruth's unnamed writer pinned this story onto a leather scroll. Fortunately, Bible experts love to guess. Here's a few of their most popular theories. David is the surprising climax of the story and the reason it was written. The book of Ruth is a great slice of history from the family of Israel's greatest king. Um, it's a captivating story that wonderfully illustrates the value and reward of loyalty. And uh, it's the counterpoint to what some Jews considered 
an outdated and callous teaching that spanned many centuries that was championed by a priest named Ezra. After Jews returned home from exile in what is now Iraq and then Babylon, Ezra ordered all Jewish men to divorce their non-Jewish wives. Well, why? The holy race was becoming polluted with these mixed marriages. But Ruth's story shows that Israel's greatest dynasty of kings came from a mixed marriage. <laughs> so that's just a little thing I thought I would read. And uh, yeah, it's a good book. Ruth is, it's sweet. I like it. I like it a lot. Thanks, you guys. God bless.